Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're on dating sites or apps and you're getting a whole lot of nothing, chances are you really need to work on your pictures. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the world to have amazing pictures that she'll find incredibly attractive that will make her swipe right. And I just wrote a guide on how to get those pictures. It's called Profile Pics That Will Make Her Swipe Right. And it's available on my website right now at kristenandchill.com. I've now made over hundreds of dudes' profiles, and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, even if he wasn't. And I've taken everything I've learned about what makes great profile pictures, and I've put them in this guide. The first 20 people to buy the guide get $5 off with promo code for you, F-O-R-Y-O-U. All you have to do is enter it at checkout, and you can go to kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. That's kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. It's worth all the carpal tunnel, I promise. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Demona Hoffman on our show who is going to be talking to us about how to date online. We also have some tips in there that are about real life dating, but mainly she's going to share with us how to make things work properly and to your benefit online. So keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. You're here again. Episode, I don't know, what is this, Marnie? Like 6,024. It feels like it. It feels like it. I'm over you. Yeah. But in a good way. It right, feels like exactly. it because I know what I'm talking about. Right now. You do. I will say. You do. I, like, I even remember, not that you didn't know what you were saying before, because the whole, the whole concept of this show is to speak your mind and speak your thoughts and speak your opinion. But it's interesting to know, I mean, even for myself, like to notice just like the transformation for both of us of just how our views have potentially changed and how they haven't changed. But you're definitely you've grown a lot during the past five or yeah, six I years that we've been doing word, this show. Yeah, and I want to use the word blossom, but I also don't because it sounds too happy or too. It sounds like too positive. Yeah, but it's true. You have like a, you've like blossomed as yeah. a as a human being. It's crazy. Yeah, never thought like, it would happen for like, you. Me neither. Oh my God. So the impossible can happen. And today, speaking of impossible, we have Demona Hoffman back on the show with us before who has been, you've been on a few times, Demona. Make sure to check out Demona's podcast, Dates and Mates, and go to her website as well, DemonaHoffman.com. I got that right, right? You got it. Yeah. I love being cool. on the show. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. It's yeah, been a long time. You've been on it probably three or four times, I think. Probably. It's been a minute right? though. But I'm glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's definitely been a minute because the last place that you came to... Oh my God, was that like pot place? Well, it was Sideshow. Well, well, no, it wasn't Sideshow. She came to 
What was it called? Dash? Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. dashed and ran away with about 20 of our freaking episodes. I hate those people. Yeah, I know. They gave me and I got a contact high while I was there. It was oh wonderful. Oh my God. I mean, that was a nice side effect, but oh my God, it was horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible. But that was that was the last time that you were on our show. And probably that episode got lost and never aired. So people probably do think the last time that you were on our show <laughs> right. was when was we were show. at Sideshow. Yeah, that's oh, just it was crazy. so brilliant too. I think it was. <laughs> I don't you know said what wonderful said. <laughs> things that every guy needs to know. Anyway, you'll repeat yourself on this episode because today there's a things that you said you want to talk to us about. But before we dive into those few things, why don't you tell people a little bit about you and why you know what you're talking about? I know. I have the I have the certifications, Marie. <laughs> I am a certified dating coach that actually exists. Yeah, and- I saw that. What does that mean? Certified. Um, it basically means I paid money to get a cert. <laughs> no, I did a certification program. So I, I, um, I wanted to go beyond what services I initially was offering. I was doing profile polishes for people since like back in the middle ages. Yeah. I met my husband online over 15 years ago. And I was really an early adopter in that space. Everybody's like, why do you need online dating? I'm like, this is a secret. You don't know all of, all of the good matches are there. Now, it has evolved a lot over the years. But in all that time, I have been working with people to write dating profiles and to to know how to present themselves to attract the kind of person that they're looking for and what they want. And through that process, I realized I was getting people on a lot of dates and they were getting a lot of messages, but then they'd get to the dates and they would do the same stuff that was keeping them single or keeping them from, from, you know, moving forward, whatever they want, it wasn't happening for them. So I said, I need to, I need to get some more skills. I need to get certified here so that I can coach people through the entire process. So now I take people all the way up through... I I hosted a TV show on FYI Network called A Question of Love. And I worked with couples that were moving in together for the first time. And they worked with me to see if they wanted to stay together or if, if... Moving in together was a step too far. Yeah. So I coached throughout that entire dating. So process. interesting. How many? How many of the couples would you say ended up moving in with each other? Well, so the experiment was for thirty days. They had to move in with each other and work okay. with me. And I, I poked little holes in them until they saw all of the the challenges in their relationship and had to work through through them. As far as I know, there were three couples. As far as I know, one broke up, one still together, and then I just found out that one of the couples got married last month. Oh, so, wonderful! Okay, I think so that's you did pretty a good, good job. Odds. But by the end of the approved. I know, right? By the end of the experiment, they all had stayed together. So you know, I think I think I I earned my keep on that one. <laughs> I've done yeah, a few that's shows. Wonderful. Where you know, it's 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 like you get out of it what you put into it, right? So yeah. I, I've done another show called Hashtag Black Love and I do a lot of segments. And it's like, sometimes I get amazing results for people. But sometimes if you show up and you're like, I don't really want to change anything or you're questioning everything that I'm recommending, then maybe things aren't going to shift for you quite as quickly. Right, exactly. That's how it happens. You have to be open. If you, if you want things to shift, you have to be open to it shifting. Okay, so that's wonderful. So we, we, we know that you are stamped and approved. You know what you're talking about. And then today, you're going to share with us Matches Singles in America study that gives tons of statistics on singles, what they think, what they want, how they're using online dating, how they're dating in general. And then you also wanted to tell us about flirtatious texting tips and how to not get ghosted, which I think 
all three are amazing topics. I didn't want to cut out any of them. So let's start first with some stats to share that we can break down and discuss for the people that are listening. So what are some really good stats that came out of this study? Yeah. So Match actually does this study every year and they look at the changes, the trends in in dating and the behaviors. The biggest things that stood out to me from the study were that they said men are the new feminists and I love that because for the longest time I've said I'm I'm a feminist dating coach and I'm I'm really pro equality partnerships. I know it's not for everybody, but it seems like the trend is moving in that direction. So most of the men that they they surveyed said that they would be happy to have a woman ask them out on a date, ask them on a second date, go in for the first kiss. 90% of guys said that they would love for a woman to do that. But of course, how has that changed? I feel like guys have been saying that forever. They're like, pick pick up your skirt, do something. Pick up your skirt. But I've also heard from guys... I don't know. uh, (laughs) I've also heard from guys that they don't like when the girl does that because it's kind of a turnoff. It's almost like masculine. It's Yeah, it's taking their role. And a lot of women are afraid to do it because we're like stuck in this old-fashioned idea of chivalry and the way that a relationship is supposed to go. And it doesn't make sense to me as a feminist. I'm like, you want to be a boss lady at work, but then in in love, you want to be a damsel in distress. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm glad to see that the attitudes of guys are more in alignment with you, Marnie. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that men are, are encouraging this. And I really wish more wait, women wait, would step up. I don't know if you know this, but Marnie's a chauvinist. So I want to correct you. I am a misogynist. Oh, misogynist. <laughs> right, 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 right. How could I get that mixed up? Not a like Well, okay. maybe I'm, I dabble in both areas, but still. <laughs> yeah, can women be a chauvinist? I don't know. I'm sure they can. Although I don't know what that says about how I feel about myself, but but <laughs> yes. But that's but that's interesting, Demona, because I, I sort of want to pick at something you just said, because... Because you were talking about how women want to be badasses at work, but then they want to be a damsel in distress at home. For for you, uh, like you're a badass at work. I, I know you you run the show in several areas of your life because I know you outside of the dating space too. Hey. <laughs> but in your in your own relationship, are are you equal, or do you want your partner to? Not, not have you be the damsel in distress and save you, but how, how do you, what, what do you want in that space? Like, do you want to be a badass as well with him? My husband defines himself as a feminist. Okay. He's a proud feminist as well. So we really look at it like a 50-50 partnership. There are no roles in our relationship that are men roles or, or women roles. Like he packs the lunches, I drive the kids to school. And so when you, when you don't assign labels to like, that's what a dad's supposed to do, or that's what a wife is supposed to do, that's what a girlfriend is supposed to do. If you just let the relationship play out where it feels like... It should always feel like you're doing... Your partner is... is You're the lucky one. That's the way I look at it. It should feel like you're, the partner is giving more and they feel like like you're giving more. And that really ends us up usually in the middle. And it's funny, like that also was the case on first dates when I I, I used to um, do these mock dating sessions, and I would I would ask the person to feel like they were doing more listening, and then I would have their mock dater, the 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 person that's on my team that is evaluating them on the date. I'd ask them if they felt like the person was speaking more of the time or listening more of the time, and it always feels like. 
we're we're listening when we're actually talking. Right. <laughs> so it's the same thing in a relationship. You want to feel like like you're you're giving more. And that to me has worked out. We've been married now for 12 years. It's worked out well for me in a quality partnership. But I work with a lot of women that do want something more traditional. And so I don't want to. I don't want to knock that if that's what you're looking for, but I'm happy to see that the trend is shifting towards uh, men encouraging women to take take the lead in some respects. Okay, that's interesting. And then are women equally? Because you would say that on the opposing side, that women didn't want to take the lead. Or sorry, what, what, no, what were the, the stats? Okay. Yeah, the stats are only 19 percent of women are comfortable making the first move on a dating app, which is bad news for Bumble because their whole model is based on that. But uh, same thing with going in for the first kiss. Only 15% of women actually do it. And I've been saying this forever. I've, been, I, I've worked with Match for a long time and I, I've had access to their stats for a long time. And I've always said, women, you're getting fewer... You're, men are getting fewer messages. So you're exponentially increasing your chances by sending the first message to them. Right. But I don't know why. I got the certification. They're still, still not paying attention. They're still not listening. As someone who's actively on these sites, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind writing to the guy first, but what it does is it makes you feel less desirable for some reason. And so if you send, if the woman sends the message first, you feel like you're not putting yourself like, you're not giving yourself as much value as you want to, if that makes sense. It, I, I can see how you would feel that way, but I think that that is that's all what's happening in your head. And according to these stats, the the men don't feel that way. But I think some we're we're in this interesting time where we're breaking the the norms and the traditions. Because I I when I was dating online, I always sent initial messages, and I think of it this way. Like me too, <laughs> if, if, right? I know you did, Marnie. But yes. if you, it's like the difference between waiting for whomever to come up and holler at you on the street, or actually you being the one doing the choosing, and you saying that guy, I want to talk to that guy. It's not. It's not you saying, "Oh, I had to make the first move because I wasn't attractive enough." You have to remember, you're dealing with a computer. You're dealing with algorithms and. You know, I say this also to guys, the perfect person for you, the person that you you really want to meet may just not be coming up in your searches or in your feed right. because of one little field that could be mismatched or right. because like, they're, I hate tennis. you're searching 20 miles and they're 21 miles outside of your, your, you know, your geographic area. And it's, it's like little changes like that that can make a big difference when you're dating online. For sure, I, like I like logically, all of it makes sense. But I know that for me, listen, I've done a lot of my work on myself from the time that I was online. I didn't even have a picture up when I was dating online because um, I was so nervous about being evaluated and judged, and I was nervous about being online because it was a very long time ago, and it was still sort of strange when I when I did it for that short period of time. But I do know that there would be something in me that would still have that ping if I were to reach out first. On a place like Bumble, where I could do it and it was expected, that would be fine because that's what women are supposed to do there. But I do think that it would still sort of like hurt my heart for a second. And I, I, I would feel a little bit insecure reaching out first, even though I have done that in the past. I haven't had great results from reaching out first in the past, but I have done it in the past from what I recall. Because again, this was a very long time ago. Well... 
I think online dating has essentially become a game of chicken. I just started using Hinge and I've never really used Hinge before and I don't necessarily love it. And I really only used it because I had to see the layout of what the profile looked like. And uh, so I was like, I might as well make a profile. So if someone likes your picture, you can like their picture back or you can respond to their comment that they commented on your picture. So I've invited... So a guy will like my picture, but he won't say anything. And so then I've invited the guy to chat. So it's like I selected, okay, let's match. And then I send an invite to chat and then they don't chat to me. And then if I like a guy's photo, he sends me an invite to start a chat. And so it's basically both parties just going like, no, 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 I'm not going first. You it's go in, first. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's it's a problem. But my question is, what are you doing to fix it then? You know, if you if you see the problem, then why not just initiate the conversation? Because there are plenty of people on apps that will waste your time gladly. Right? Oh, totally. And I think because I've been on apps for three years, mm-hmm. I think I'm over it. And so I've not come across anyone that I've mm-hmm. like been that excited about where I thought, okay, well, I'll start the conversation. Because if I send them an invite to start a conversation and they don't start it, right. I'm not going, oh, but he seems so great. I'll start the conversation. Everyone just seems so like, eh, and meh. And Kristen, that's the problem. Yeah, everyone's kind of over it. And totally. so there's a lot of people on apps that are like, we're like zombie swiping. Yeah, exactly. And just like, well, I got to like, okay. But then when it actually comes to taking initiative and moving the date, moving forward to the date, I mean, most people are not even getting off of the app. They're, it's like an ego boost and it's it's entertainment. But you have to take that extra initiative, I find today, to make something happen with a dating app. I agree. Can we talk? So, um, I went in. Um, can we talk about dick pics for a sec, though? Yeah. Well, what do you. <laughs> what are we going to talk sec. about dick pics? Like the correct way to angle the camera? No. Well, I don't know the correct way. No. Um, I'm, not, no. I'm not a fan of dick pics, but the Singles in America study actually looked at um, millennial singles and they said 38% have sent a nude photo and 52% have received one. I think that number is actually higher. And 52% of young men have been asked to send a dick pic. 44%. No, I believe that. They've been asked? Yes. Yes. See, most women I know, unless, you know what it must be like, a closeted McDonald's fan. There's certain people that I know eat McDonald's but won't admit it. <laughs> there must be women who are asking for dick pics and won't admit it because most women that I talk to are like super I don't think I would ever say send me your penis unless I thought that I was supposed to do that. Or like, if you're already that's dating, just, like if you're already with the guy. I don't think I would you know? ever say to my husband, please send me a dating, a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, just, I don't trust the cloud. <laughs> I don't trust, I don't trust Snapchat. It's not really disappearing. I'm just, I'm very cautious about any kind of electronic like nudity. <laughs> yeah, don't definitely. put your face I, in I, it I don't, for sure. I don't but I was shocked that that many picks. women have asked for them. Yeah. But I think that that's the younger I I've heard of that that people who are like under 30 so like, that's, that's not the a thing turn that on. They, a dick that's their thing. Turn on. That's what they ask for. That's yeah. what they want to see. Kristen a turn on for some for apparently some people it is. I don't know if it's a turn on or if it's just like a step in the dating process. Right, well, people now. need to know these generational differences too cuz I am anti dick pic, you're anti dick pic. You know what actually a generational difference that I just learned about. So I went to go meet um with a team at Headspace the other day mm-hmm. and so the woman who I met with, she is actually leaving Headspace to go work at this 
glamping website that's like an Airbnb, but for glamping places. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. But that's like probably a smaller company. And she goes, no, they just got like $50 million in funding and like Jay-Z's on board for this glamping app because she was saying for people who are, you know, 35 and under, the thing now is not to, you know, purchase really fancy phones or go on dating apps or whatever. It's to have uh, experiential or experiences like group experiences. That's the thing now. It's all over the United States and it's all over the world. It's starting to, to be all over the world where people are now, similar to what I'm doing this weekend, going away for like a week experience or a five-day experience or a three-day experience. And that's how they're meeting people and, and pairing up, not relying on dating apps. So maybe that is why there is this lackluster with dating apps right now because people are kind of bored of interacting with the screen and are craving human interaction, which they are now seeking out. I think that's definitely part of it. And I definitely feel... actually just did an episode of Dates and Mates on dating fatigue. And this is something that I've seen increase with the, the swipe apps. Like once Tinder started really getting popular and then all of the apps in that category, Bumble, Hinge, started taking off. There were more people using dating apps, which ultimately is great because your dating pool just went from 50 years ago, you know, our, our parents met someone yeah, like in their community. People. Yeah, and they went to their church or their temple or down the street or somebody your mom knew. And that, that was your dating pool. And now your dating pool is anyone in the world. <laughs> but the problem with that right. is that now you have to do a lot more work. There's a lot more sorting. So we have options, but now we have to filter through those options, which is exhausting people. Right. And we're already fatigued from social media and screen use, as you said. Right. So we're already looking to retreat from that. I don't think that the dating apps have anything to worry about. I think they will stick around. But I think there will be a correction. Okay. Uh, there are just so many people that are on it that aren't really on it and that don't really want to be there. And now there's been such a... Re- it's, it's shifted so far in the opposite direction of people not even being able to meet in the real world because we're so stuck in our phones. Like that's one of the things I coach people when I'm coaching on offline dating. It's like, I'm sure you say this too, like just just look up and make eye contact with someone. Yeah. And it's amazing what will happen. Start talking. Start talking. So that I think is a shift we're going to continue to see. And also the apps are aware of this too. Like Match does a lot of their stir events, their offline events. And now they're starting to do experiences where you can actually go with other people that you know are already single and go do something like you're doing. Go to go glamping, go to French Alps. I'm really... I mean, as someone who's an introvert, that kind of blows me away because I can't even stand being with these people on an <laughs> app, let alone in person on a trip. For like three so days. So I would just assume the people... Yeah, I would just assume the people going on this trip are going to be wackos and be like, no thanks. I don't want to meet the ones that are choosing to go meet up together when they don't even know each other. But are there normal people doing this? By wackos, or is it, you mean is open it wackos? extroverts <laughs> who like to enjoy other people's company? <laughs> is that what? Yes, yes I consider them wackos. people. No, that, that thought goes Absolutely. through my mind as well. I'm like, who is going to be there on this trip? Like, who are these extreme people that just suddenly want to go and be there by themselves and meet other people. Like really, you know, I think the same thing too. So I, I understand where you're coming from. It's safer sometimes to be behind a screen or at home or in your safe community. So I totally get it. Well, you can do the filtering on your own then. You can filter at home as opposed to going to the event and then being stuck there 
in the Bahamas with <laughs> 10 guys that you don't want to date. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a reality. Yeah, general, ocean actually. will never offset. Let me think about yeah, palm trees and ocean won't offset the the, the awfulness of yes. just being with people. Yeah. Noted, Running not for Christmas. And making out in the corner. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to get to um, the other topics that you wanted to discuss. Because I think that, and I mean, we didn't dive deep into the the stats, but I think the stat about, you know, men being more feminist and wanting women to take a crack at things is really important. And it's even more important to hear that women are not actually taking that step, even if that information is out there, that men are, that women want to be more equal and they want to, you know, be more assertive with men, that it, it's showing that women are not actually doing that. I think that's really good information for men. Um, but I wanted to talk about the flirtatious texting and how not to get ghosted, but I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's dive into those topics. All right, we'll be back. Life is really complicated. Therefore, that causes stress. Therefore, that can cause pimples slash acne slash lines on your face. And here's the ironic part. Tej Hanley is so simple and so easy. You don't have to think about it. It will undo all of those pimples and acne spots and wrinkles that you got from trying to figure out everything else in life, including other kinds of skincare. And if something's really easy, you tend to think, well, it must be really expensive it's not. You know, I'm always the type that's like, whatever, I'll pay. This is why I have credit card debt. I'm like, I'll just pay whatever to make it as easy as possible. In this case, I wouldn't have to go into credit card debt because T. Shanley is convenient and affordable and to make it even better, high quality. T. Shanley is uncomplicated skincare for men with awesome reviews, awesome results, awesome customer service. How often can you find a skincare brand that is really great with customer service? Like you can talk to someone for help. That doesn't happen often. So I highly recommend jumping on this train because skincare is cool, guys. It is. So just go to tige.com slash askwomen. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash askwomen, where you'll be presented with this awesome coupon to get a discount on your first box of Tiege Hanley. Because once you get off the dating apps and you're in person, she's going to see your actual skin. And we look at skin, you know, it's like there, we can see it. So make sure it looks good for those dates. You've done all this prep. You've listened to all these podcasts. Now don't ruin it because of your skincare or lack thereof. So go to T-I-E-G-E dot com slash askwomen. All right, we are back with Damona Hoffman, who is the Dates and Mates podcast host. And she's awesome, as you know. And so we're going to talk about uh, flirtatious texting tips because I want to hear these tips. Because sometimes, like, I mean, Kristen's really good at it too, but sometimes... I have a hard time thinking of of flirtatious texts. So, so what are some tips on how to to do that? The first thing we have to do is learn how to use emojis properly. <laughs> yeah. Because emojis are great tools. I find that men didn't used to use them even like a couple of years ago. Men were not using emojis, but they're really helpful actually in the texting space because they are what I call mood modifiers. They convey the tone of your text, which is really helpful when you are just getting to know someone. You don't understand their sense of humor, their sensibility. You, it's really easy to misread a text. And using one emoji, not 17, <laughs> but one emoji can be really helpful in getting across a flirtatious tone or getting a, a lady to understand 
what you intend to say when you send a text. Right. Yeah, I I totally agree. I actually was just talking to someone recently and he sent a text that he thought was funny and jokey, but it was so it just came across so mean and rude. And it would have come across mean and rude either way with a re- emoji or without, but I recommended to him. I was like, it's you're until you're great at being super funny, I definitely recommend emojis as a indicator of I'm joking. So I always think of the think of them as like training wheels <laughs> for beginning yes. flirting in oh, texting. Or or just um something that you wanna lean on until you know the person. No, better. I like it. Just so just so that you can say, like, this is how this statement is made. Here's a little bit of guidance on what I'm really saying behind these words. I yeah, love that. But if like someone's incredible if someone's incredibly funny and witty and on it. I don't recommend emojis because I think they come across novice and juvenile. But if you're not great at it, they're definitely your friend. Yeah. If you're not great at being well, and especially funny. if you, it's new communication. So you don't know that person's sense of humor. It's really helpful in teaching someone kind of how to read your texts. Mm-hmm. Right. And then right. we also need to stop with the texting novels. <laughs> so I agree. Oh my god, I so agree. I, I can't believe the length of messages dudes send to people. And I always feel like, is it older men? Is it, or is it, is it that I'm just thinking it's older men? But it seems like older men, when they send messages to people, are just sending massive, massive messages. Well, because stories. Some, t- some of them may think, oh, I only have one shot. I may as well like just a letter. get everything out exactly. there so that they know yes. who I am, which ends up actually being a little bit too overwhelming because they're like, why did you ask me seven questions? Yeah, you bury and the person. Why are you telling me, you know, about your, prostate exam. I, like, I don't need to know any of this. But no, but, but I hear what you're saying, that it's, it's too much. So, so, so one tip that I can put out there is mirroring, but to mirror what's in front of you so that if there is a three-word text from her, you also figure out some cute way to send three to five words back to her so that her one sentence isn't matched up with an eight-paragraph response from you. And you can start to slowly increase and shift it. But in the very beginning, you want to get as close to mirroring um, her reactions, responses, and contribution to the flirtation and to the conversation. I love that. Yeah. 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 And that's all... That's. I mean, that's also an offline trick for uh, yeah, flirting exactly. too. Definitely. You can Definitely. M- mirror with body language. You can mirror with tone of voice. You can mirror with... Like you said, sentence style, if they're talking in short burst communication, then yeah, you want to match that. And just in general, texting is really not designed for your entire life story. I think it's it's just what you guys were saying that we get afraid. Like, what if they don't respond back? So I have to tell them everything now because I might not get a response back. And double texting is also the kiss of death. I do find this is a generational thing. The style for people like under 35 is they might have two things to say and split it up into different texts. But I mean, don't double text like you send a novel and you don't hear back from them. And then six hours later, you send another novel. Yeah. That's I wanted to read you. um, (laughs) So there's these guys that wrote to me. It's it's this app that's called Tips, T-Y-P-S. And it's pickup lines to hook up. And there's 500 plus clever Tinder openers and like ways to make her laugh and perfect text for every situation. So I actually just added 
this list in as a bonus for Kristen's banter program because I thought it was just like really cute, like one-off kind of fun text. So just like to see act like really, Kristen has great examples in her banter program, but like just some additional sam- examples. Are they good or are, like would they be Kristen I'm going to read them to you, but uh, now I'm probably going to deliver them wrong. So then, uh, hold Yeah. On. <laughs> just anyone who, who buys the banter program just know they're not Kristen approved quite yet. A very high standard. Yeah, Kristen did not approve these yet. Okay, so then this is uh, this is where I'm going to be judged horribly. <laughs> so like if you're flirting, so you write something like, I'd like your permission to slightly exaggerate our friendship is a cute texting line. Okay. Another line would be, I think we should just be friends with sexual tension. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Uh, be all so smart. Little, it's a, you have to read it. A little heavy. Exactly. Oh, I think it's cute. I'm sure there's some good ones, though, based off the first one. <laughs> Hold on. Just met the morning Second after. One, um, <laughs> last night was fun. Do you have a Yelp page I could leave a review on? <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. Respond to flaking. Why isn't there a sad sunglasses emoji to show that I'm unhappy, but I'm still cool as fuck? <laughs> I, I thought that's that cute. was cute. Okay, okay. Cute. all right. Well, I've said something similar. I said something about the poop emoji. It should be a sad face poop emoji, not a happy poop emoji. <laughs> So I've, I've okay. uh, it's like, why is this poop smiling? He stinks. He Here's one for reviving, reviving <laughs> the conversation. This is so us, me doing all the talking and you just sitting there. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, no. See, that could be perceived wrong. And that's where you would definitely want to employ an emoji. An emoji. Yes, there is an emoji and, here yeah. on this one. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, the other one was revive the conversation. When should I expect my next drunk text from you? With a question mark. Okay, that's cute. I mean, these are all, these are like... They're all, they're all kind of cute. They're all like it better than, hello? Question mark, question mark. Like, yeah. they're all way yeah, they're better than that. Thing. They're inventive and creative. And the thing is, is that you have to pick what's right for you at the very end. So it can't just be something that's so right, out of your personality. S- yeah. Exactly. But they're good guidelines yeah. on the things that you can potentially say. And there's things that if you were to throw in the right emojis with it, if you weren't already kind of that funny guy and had established that, I think they're 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 cuter ways to do and express what you want to express than the the real angry way that you actually want to do it or the real nervous way that you actually want to do it. So I thought that these were kind of adorable. But there's 500 more of them. On this app, yeah. Whoa. And then there's ones like... I have a yeah. tip too on reviving the conversation because all these are, are very cute. But if you want something that's really going to inspire her to respond, I would not go like the nagging route and say say something that you think is like insulting her just enough that she'll respond. But if you have had conversations already, maybe you've already had a date or you've been texting for a while... I think a callback to something you've already connected on, like, oh, I just saw that that band is playing. Callbacks are huge. Call, yeah, callbacks. Then then you already know you're connecting her on something that she cares about. And then it, it's all about gathering information to figure out well, that's like, different. where that's to categorize somebody, this person, right? Right. That's someone that you actually have something with, right? So that you've gone on a couple Well, of- it could be a, a single day. It could be, you could, I mean, now so many people on the apps are just texting. So you could be texting for two weeks with this person and ha- not have met I before. have such a good example of that. So uh, of not meeting someone, but having a callback, we eventually did meet. So I was seeing this guy right when I first got out of my eight-year relationship and I was, well, I obviously hadn't seen him at this point yet, but when I saw him on Tinder, I had no idea how Tinder worked. And it had his location marked as city of industry. 
when we were in Ooh. LA. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Why does he live in City of Industry? It just seemed so right. random and weird. And so he was one of the first people I'd ever spoken to on Tinder. And I think one of the things, one of the first things I said was, why are you in City of, like, why do you live in City of Industry? And he's like, no, 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 that's where I am right now. So before we ended up meeting, it we had a lot of fun back and forth. Like he'd, he'd basically send a picture like from City of Industry or something like that and jokingly say that he was there, but he wasn't. So what, was he gambling or something? No, like, what he was that? driving City through. Industry, Okay. And what's funny, so then I'm we, like, there's we, the outlet mall and the gambling. Well, right. I'm like, what does so, this tell you about him? But we took that so much further because we're like, what's even in the city of industry? There's like no industry in the city of industry. <laughs> and so it became a whole thing that we could call back to before we even met. And that went on for probably like two weeks before we met. So, right. And then he knows if you've called back, if, if he calls back city of industry to you and you don't respond, then you know, like you're not interested. Oh, okay, this like, probably eh, isn't yeah. going any further, right? Right. right. Yeah. And that's because I'm all about just figure out where people fit. Like, let's not waste time with these flirty texts and emojis and all this stuff if you're not actually going to meet in real life. Like, that's really the. Yes, I yeah. completely agree with you. Sorry. So when I was I when I was picturing like reviving the conversation, it was reviving it from somebody that had shown no interest, so that they just sort of dropped off the face of the earth, and you're trying to ignite something in them to respond back again. Not somebody where it's sort of fizzled out for both of you, but yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you on that level. Like if you if you throw out your common joke together and she's like, ha ha, eight hours later, like a day and a half later, then she's not interested <laughs> right. and doesn't want to con- continue with it anymore. You know what I've seen? I've I've seen guys do this where the girl isn't responding, or maybe girls, you know, maybe a guy isn't responding. It could go either way, but where you throw out that joke or you throw out that one thing and she does what you just said, Marnie, which is respond eight hours later or a day later with like a ha ha. And then a guy will say, he'll say, you know, maybe two days later or a week later, hey, are you, you know, are you still interested? Because I'd love to keep going with this. And it, and I don't think that's the a great move because the silence is her answer. What do you guys think about that? If a guy follows up with like, are we still like texting? Does it make them look really dumb? Like I think it does. It's just, <laughs> we yeah, still it's a weak position. It's yeah. a weak position. It's a weak position. Yes. But if you need that to clarify for yourself, to actually hear the words like, I'm not interested, then do it and do it for you. But this is the thing like that, like Kristen said, that silence was her answer. And we're not reading. Yeah, but signs. also we also just heard a stat that said that women aren't assertive. So maybe but for some men. But responding back to a text though isn't assertive. That's just showing interest. I, I completely hear what I totally hear what you're saying. Like, listen, I would say for most guys who write into me saying, like, I did this, this, and this, and here's her text. Like, is she interested? I would say no. But if you're really still curious about it and you want to give it one last shot, make sure that you ask a question that gives you a clear response. Like yeah. exactly what you just said. If if they really want to hear 100% that this person is not interested, then they have to ask for that information that will give them that information back saying, are you interested in actually going out on a date with me? Uh, click yes for yes, click no for no. <laughs> and then you'll have your answer. But yes, the silence is pretty much saying, please stop talking to me. Um, I have a, <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you because somebody wrote into me the other day. They've done like thousands of approaches and they've been trying it at the grocery store and they've got a numerous women who say to them, please, I'm trying to shop. I'm just here to get <laughs> groceries. So can you explain what a, what a response like that 
means, like when women get to that point to actually say, and it's horrible that women can't just say that like right off the bat, but what what is it for both of you? What does it independently mean when you get to that point where you have to make such a strong statement? Well, it sounds like he's doing approaches when it's he's not getting a green light. It's not the right timing. And so he's missing cues. Like if you walk past the woman and she's like head down and she's 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 got her list and she seems really focused and then you like cut in the line in front of cut in front of the aisle in front of her and block her and are like hey she's not going to be that receptive i would recommend not doing the approach until you have some sort of an opening that seems like the approach might be received and I think it's great to practice just to get the confidence. But what he's doing, it sounds like he's not setting himself up for success. So he's just ending up... Make, this is making him less confident when if he were to approach in after he made eye contact or when she's not looking like she's busy, but she's like standing there laughing with her friend, maybe he would get a more warm welcome to the approach. Okay. I completely I like agree with the Mona. Yeah. Okay. And then Kristen, if, if you were to ever say something like that to a guy, what what would it mean at that point? Like for you, where would you be at that point? <laughs> uh, it's so harsh <laughs> to have to say that. Yeah. Um, but it would it would be I almost picture it would be like to a little boy or something like that, where there's no chance at this. I have no qualms about speaking my mind to you because I feel like I have maybe you know, maturity over you or some hand over hand. you in a way. Yeah. The upper hand. Um, and I think it would have to be that in a combination of I'm in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, what are you doing? Why do you think... And I'm, I'm going to sound like such a bitch right now. But it would be like, why do you think I would talk to you? Which sounds awful and horrific. And I'm sorry. But it would be a combination of that and... But it's the truth. I'm... I'm gen, Yeah. And I'm gener- genuinely busy. So it, it'd be a combination. But yeah, it is the truth. Sometimes... If a guy is going for women that are just way out of their league, that's what's going to happen over and over because it's it's more like almost to her, it's offensive. Like, you think you could approach me? Really? And so it might turn her, you know, into a little bit of a snot or something for a minute. But I don't think I would really ever get to that point where I would say that, to be honest. I feel like you just said it last week. I'm pretty... Sure. No, um, but no, <laughs> I, I don't get approached. But if I did, well, you I don't would. go out of your house, so that's not really fair. I if don't. You don't get approached because you get approached yeah. quite often. When you I do get approached by my dog house. all the time. Right, exactly. Um, so, so for me, if I were to say make a statement like that, it would be because I'd already gone through my subtle cues to say I'm not interested, and I've been trying yes. to excuse myself. And then if those were not taken in, it that would me be saying it's like basically me holding my hand up and saying do not go near me. I'm telling you, this is not happening. Like I've, I've said it. It's like what I do with my children as well, where I'm like, oh, you know, don't do that. <laughs> or, you know, Demona, you have the same thing too, where you're like trying to be mindful with your children saying these things in a polite way where they can like, understand and learn. You. And then you're like, I told you I was going <laughs> to scream at you. If- <laughs> yeah, you can only get pushed so far. Right, exactly. So it's like that, that trigger. So there's, something that that person's not paying attention to on the front end that he's got to start to notice some other cues, kind of like what Demona was talking about before, about like the listening thing. Like, are you actually listening listening to that other person? Are you actually paying attention to what they're putting out there? I know that I got on a tangent, but it it, it was it, it related to what we were talking about before and someone had written that into me. So I thought it would be 
interesting to ask your point of view. The last topic that Demona wanted to cover was tips on how not to get ghosted. And I'd like to hear those tips because how how do you avoid getting ghosted? It's so easy, actually. How? It, well, it depends. I want to talk about not getting ghosted at the beginning phase because there's there's different levels of ghosting. There's not getting ghosted before the first date because now, like I was saying earlier, we're in these long text relationships that sometimes never actually come to fruition. And that's when I hear from a lot of my clients that... Well, people that come to me before they're my clients that have had the experience of planning a date for weeks and then they finally plan it and then the person either never follows up with the location that day or doesn't show up to the location. And it's actually kind of simple and it's a little bit old fashioned. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) I actually... I'm actually a big fan of the phone call. I knew you were going to say that. I'm like, does it it involve a phone call? (laughs) You actually have to call on a phone cord. It does. And now people are like, oh, old lady. But I... One, we are so fatigued and we're so overloaded with dating already. Doing the phone call as sort of a pre-date, and it doesn't have to be long. I'm talking like a 10-minute call just to kind of check out, make sure what they say aligns, that you can handle their voice for an hour and that you're... That you feel, the vibe feels like, okay, this could sustain for a date. That will save you a lot of time. And I can tell you about a lot of stories that I a lot of experiences I went through and that my clients have gone through when doing this pre-date actually saved them more time from an exhausting, not right, longer date. So that's that's the first thing is just doing... Just just say, hey, can we get on the phone? And don't leave it open-ended. Like, Just call me anytime. Actually say, oh, I'll be home tonight after 7 so that you have a window or you say, you know, if you're, for the guys listening say, I'll call you tonight after 7 because that's also a little bit of a test to see, is she really interested? And it's a test. She may be also kind of testing you to see if you are a man of your word and when you say you're going to call, like if you actually follow through. Yeah, yeah but if you say Can I'm going to call you after quick? 7 and then you Please. call at 9.30, then you, you can't do that. It ha- <laughs> like, yeah. Because then yeah. if so she so answers... Like the cable guy showing up. Right, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, like direct TV. I'll be, I'll be there between November 7th and November <laughs> right. 12th. Please be at your house. <laughs> of the right, exactly. Of your, like, stick around. Um so no, so I hear that, but that is that actually stopping? But let me jump in real. Okay, go on, please. Well, hear. what I wanted to add to that was that what I think I've realized about the online dating thing is that no one is human in our in our mind while we're doing this. Everyone's just this, like a profile. They're a screen. They're not real, and so you can right. ghost someone that doesn't seem human to you. But if, like Demona said, if you jump on the phone, I think you add some humanity. So they might not just diss you and completely not show up without a warning. I think they might have some empathy. Wait, so is this about ghosting or flaking? Well, but they're ghosting is the just both. like disappearing. Yeah, disappearing. It's okay. the same. Um, but I think you think that if you have a phone call, it would it would ha- it would make somebody feel more obligated to then say, I'm yeah, not into like this. this person isn't just a profile computer it's that I've been te- texting with. It's an actual human being, so they might have more politeness in in that sense. Yeah. Well, what if, what if they ghost on the phone call? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, then you know, then you know, you don't right. want to see more. No, I know. I know. They did this study on. Oh, I'm going to totally mess it up, but it was on like touch and how important that is, and like how as soon as you touch somebody in some way, so it's very similar to getting onto the phone with them and humanizing them. 
but it's if you if you if, like let's say you're um doing signups for a charity and you're standing in front of a grocery store and you happen to touch a person on the side of their arm those people are more inclined to donate money brother. right but to don't to donate money because they feel some sort of connection to you or or they'll feel more trusting of you in some way. And they'll do what you say because you're open to touching them and you feel comfortable touching them, which means that you kind of know them already. And then it also, it, there's that human interaction. So I think what you're saying, I, I agree with what you're saying by going to that next step of, okay, now we're on the phone. Now you have to give me a little bit more respect than you would to somebody who you've simply just seen on a screen. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I do agree with it. Um, but it is the the one caveat, which I said before, is if exactly. you can't get them to answer the phone or be on the phone with you, I mean, that's also saving you time as well. And you won't be ghosted because you're already going to decide that you don't want to invest in those people who don't want to even give you five minutes to get on the phone with you. Exactly. Sidebar to, you mentioned a study and I, I just covered, I, I cover studies on Dates and Mates, the Dates oh, and awesome. Mates podcast every week. And there was one that we did this week about how to secure a second date. And it said that according to the study, if you use the person's name in conversation, at least I think it was two or three times, that exponentially increases your chances of getting a second Unless date. I thought Carl, that was so wild. No like, then they feel the connection. Be called Carl. Or something. Especially, especially if their name is Brad, right? They don't like it. Um, but I, that I, I like when people call me by my name. So I have this I neighbor, I, Mike, who is, I don't even know how to describe him, the most quirky, inter, I don't even know. Again, he should be on a television show or he could be on a television show of some sort. He just does not seem like a normal human being, but like also the most amazing human being in the world. Every single time he, he says my name several times. And so he used to be considered the mayor of Culver City. He used to be like the number one real estate agent in the area. He sold every top listing. And I could see why he did such a great job with that because you just feel like when he's talking to you that like he's got other things going on, but you're special for that one moment. But he's still, again, somebody that has other things going on. I, I don't even know how to describe it in words. But the one thing that he does do is he says everybody's name. And he says my name to me several times in our conversation. And I like it every time that I hear my name for some reason, because maybe so many other people don't do it. I don't know what psychological reasoning there is behind it. But there is there is something that makes you feel closer to the people who do say your name. Like they're, they, they know where you live or something. I don't know. Yeah. What did the study say? Yeah. Mike knows where you live. According to the study, it is about the person feeling heard and seen. Hmm. So especially when you're dating multiple people and you're on the apps and you're in all of these chats, knowing that that person actually sees you, knows your name, remembers your name, and recognizes that you're sitting there with them and giving them your time and attention makes you feel a little bit more bonded and feel like you want to connect more with them. Yeah, I totally get that. So that's a tip. Yeah, that's a tip that is to a not good get tip. ghosted. That is a very good tip. And we're going to uh -huh. end this show on that tip because I think it's a very, very good tip. Uh, Demona, tell people how to go check out your podcast. Well, it's on all the major podcast platforms. You could just look up Dates and Mates with Demona Hoffman. And I have lots of goodies on my website, DemonaHoffman.com. So if you want to try to use a dating app in a different way, I do have a profile starter kit that's all free. I can help you rewrite your profile 
and get off of the app and onto the dates there at DemonaHoffman.com. Wonderful. And Kristen, do you want to tell anybody about anything? Yeah. Go to kristenandchill.com to get help from me. But I just wrote um, a little picture guide because I've been doing some, like Demona does the profile rewrites. And so I wrote a little guide on how to get better pictures because I think I've just seen so many guys that are lost. So mm-hmm. um, it's a downloadable product. They can just download on my website. Look so, at you, internet marketer. I'm going to send that I'm, in some photos. Really, I'm stepping in my game up. Yeah, blossoming. Blossoming. Some would say you're blossoming. I am. So they can get that at kristenandchill.com slash products slash picture guide. So I love that. You guys are (laughs) wonderful. Thank you so much to Mona for coming onto our show and sharing your stats and your tips. And Kristen, thank you for waking up this afternoon to be on this podcast with us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And thanks to me for being me. And just to let everybody know that the experience (laughs) that I was talking about that I am going to be doing tomorrow is I'm going to adult summer camp for four days only. But still, it is adults only. There is an open bar at this camp. Listen, I could go with with or without the bar, but I am going to go zip lining. I am doing arts and crafts. There are water spark sports. There's bonfires. We have theme nights. There is an under the sea theme night tomorrow. And I'm excited. It's like I'm going to be on a cruise ship. It's going to be absolutely amazing with a whole bunch of people who I don't know. So I am going there to shake it up for myself and just um, get out of my typical routine and challenge myself, which I haven't done for a very long time. So I will let you know how that goes next week. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. They also get uploaded to YouTube the following day. So go to youtube.com slash martinkinris if you want to listen slash view to the uh, the podcast episodes. And if you want to send in questions, which we never get to answer, but if you want to take a chance that eventually your question will be answered, please send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 